Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. All right, good morning. We have another episode of Black and White Market Chatter right here on Life Planning 101. Myself, Matt Irvin, and Aaron Kennedy uh, here with you this morning. Forgive me for my Darth Vader voice. Aaron's been teasing me all morning about it, but uh, we want to try to get a show out and, and put everybody's mind at ease. So really our theme of this morning is we need to stay invested. So I'm going to let Aaron kick it off and, and talk to him about all the calls we've had lately. Yeah, this is this has been a pretty amazing time. Um Started getting phone calls at the beginning of this month, and there's a little bit of market volatility. I believe the market was down about four and a half percent, and people are worried about that. And a four and a half percent drawdown is—I don't want to say it's nothing, you know. It is. It's a movement, but it's an average movement. You know, it's not really something anything to be concerned about. Happens several times every single year, and it's just the normal market volatility. But what was different was the amount of calls I received. You know, even during COVID, from February to March, you know, I, I bet we got two phone calls or three phone calls. And yeah. most of the people that were calling were, hey, I, I can send you some money. Right. You know, this is crazy. I want to buy some of this. How do I invest? Right. So four and a half people, people are scared with that. It's a different world we live in. And people are in a different mindset than what they were almost a year ago. Right. You so they, they've been used to seeing their statements go straight up every quarter. So it's kind of back like, what was it, 2016, we saw the market go up and up and up. And then, um, oh gosh, I can't remember. It was a, it was January to February, uh, I believe. Maybe it was even uh, like 2019. January was up four, February was down four. We got some calls then too. So it really felt familiar to us that, <laughs> um, at, you know, familiarity bias right recency bias uh, we get used to seeing the green green numbers yes. and, and want to want more of it so but i think what is more fascinating is people's optimism today versus the beginning of 2020 and it is a completely different mindset and you really can't blame anybody because it's something that we're being forced to face almost every day bad news every day. And, and I believe people are starting to think, you know, this has got to capitulate. I mean, something's got to come out. And can I be the first one out before things get really bad? You know, but that, that's the feeling. You know, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't want to be in that spot. No matter what the news is right now, I think being invested is the way to go. And I, I really don't think the risks are as heavily today as what we feel normally. At the top of a bull market, nobody's scared. Nobody's scared. Everybody wants more. The greed's there. If the market drops four and a half, FOMO takes over. You've probably heard FOMO, but if you don't know what that means, it's fear of missing out. Buying a dip, trying trying to pick up things before they go hyperbolic up. And it's not the case. People are terrified. Right. So that's a good thing. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to kind of think about from, you know, let's think about a risk-off asset just for one minute. You know, bonds. You know, bond yields have been going, you know, down for how long, right? 15, 20 years or, yeah, or longer? Since the 80s. Since the 80s. Okay, so longer. So it used to be that you, you'd buy a bond and your price would appreciate and you'd continue to clip those coupons. 
Well, now, you know, with rising interest rates, you think about, you know, price down, yield up, or vice versa, your bond price is going to depreciate and you're clipping coupons that are a fraction of what they even were 10 years ago. Mm. Yeah, we're looking at, a, what, about a one and a half, one point six 1.6 on the 10-year. Mm-hmm. Since yields are this low, when we're modeling out our, our portfolio, we, we model out the, bo- the bond position as a zero return. You have to. Zero return because there's just nothing that's going to be there. And, and the yields are so low. And we're in this point of fear of inflation. What the Fed's going to do to fight that? Are they going to raise interest rates? So it's actually turned into quite a volatile asset class here very recently. And that's, that's spooky because that, that's where we're supposed to be going to get our risks down. And it's, it's really probably one of the riskiest points of the market right now for what it's supposed to be. Oh, and you look at yield movement, it's been down it was as low as 1.34 from 1.6, and now it's back up to 1.6. Right. When you're talking about numbers that small, it's like, oh, it's only 0.3. But when you throw 0.3 over 1.6, it's, it's a, a big move. It's a much bigger percentage. You yes. know, and you, you think about that, and the fear is there for people because you know, we've, we've met with folks that, that want to pay cash for everything. And, you know, cash is king. We know that. And, you know, it's, but it's challenging to think, why would I not want to pay, you know, these, these low interest rates? I mean, cars are financing at zero or just above that. You know, houses have gone up a little bit, but have been over the last 12 months very low as far as interest rates. People are still wanting to pay cash. And people are wanting to pay a 15% income tax rate to pull out of their IRA versus paying a 3% loan rate because then it's paid off. But why? It's it's the fear. It's the fear. And um, that's one of the risks you should actually be taking right now. I mean, big picture, the value of the dollar is going down. It is going down at an alarmingly fast pace. You know, we're not picking it up in the markets, but we are seeing it in inflation numbers. If you add in housing, if you add in your, your vehicle, if you add in food, you know, inflation is hovering around 18% right now. So your cash is hurting you. You know, so what's, what, what do you, how do you combat that? Is you use somebody else's cash. That's right. <laughs> and yeah. you buy something that's not cash. <laughs> we like that, Aaron. We're going to pick that right back up here in just a moment. I have to take a quick break here on Black and White Market Chatter on Life Planning 101. We'll be right back with you. And here we go again with uh, Black and White Market Chatter right here on Life Planning 101. Matt Irvin, Aaron Kennedy with Kennedy Financial Services. Aaron, you were talking about why cash can hurt you. Yes. In high inflationary periods, you know, our purchasing power is probably the most important thing that we need to be paying attention to. And to take one step back, you know, one of the Recently, taking very little risk in a portfolio has been the most difficult area to invest in. You know, people that want to reduce the risk, reduce the volatility, we're we're having to go into instruments like treasuries that are just not paying anything. You know, we're we're back to the 1.6%. So if you're only making 1.6% on a 10-year note, 
and we can expect inflation to be, you know, what, what if it goes, what if it stays at 18% for three years? That's half your money's gone. That's half the amount of gas you can buy, half the loaves of bread, you know. So the bad thing is, is there's not a hope that we can make that return back in those low interest rates environments. So we have to take risk to even keep up with the game. And anytime you say risk, it's scary. Uh, But we just got to wrap our mind around taking different kinds of risks. So one of the greatest things that we can do is use other people's money. If we can take out a loan and buy something that's going to appreciate, whoever loaned us that money has that risk. You know, we're going to be paying them back in dollars that are worth half as much five years from now. You know, so in all actuality, the, the, the thing that you should be doing is borrowing money and then buying an appreciating asset. Uh, no different than someone buying their home. You know, I'm not saying go out and buy a home right now, but that should be the idea. And that, that is a risk. It's a real risk. But that is one that everybody can understand and have, have been through there. And you know, guess what? The rest of the world is feeling the, the same way. Look at all the houses that, that are being bought right now. You know, look at the value of your home. If you want to buy one, you got to go bid 20% higher than what it's worth. You know, it's what we should be doing is using other people's money, using other people's cash, because that is the asset that is depreciating the fastest. Right. So when we think about that, you know, that's... Um there's a there's a risk to that, but there's also risk of being too too safe. So we talked earlier about want to dive into this idea of permanent versus temporary loss of capital, right? And when you talk about the risk of buying the treasury and holding the treasury and buying something that can't recover, if I buy a treasury today, I'm permanently accepting the fact that I'm going to buy a third less goods shortly into the future. Right. Yes. Versus, if I buy um, an equity, that equities, real estate, there's those asset classes that are designed to keep up with inflation, historically in the long term. Right. Okay. So if I buy an equity and it goes down and then recovers, that's a temporary loss of capital. Yeah, market volatility. So kind of expand on that, temporary versus versus that permanent, and, and then to dive back into that. Okay. If, if we're buying in equities, saw the numbers right now, the average yearly volatility of the, the stock market right now is somewhere around 20. We can expect the market to be up 20% or down 20% in any given year. But over the long term... You know, the market should still average 10%, even with those drawdowns, you know, and, and, and the market's been on a tear here recently. The, the averages have been a whole lot higher than 10%, but we have that hope of the recovery. You know, we're going to return to the, the averages. So that's the hope. But if we, if we are low-risk investors, if, if we are only buying treasuries, there's very little hope of clipping that 1.6% 1, 1. coupon and making, making the money back that we've lost to, to inflation. And think about this. I heard this the other day, and I loved it. Um, what he was saying is uh, the printing of money is nothing 
but a hidden government tax. It's a tax wow. on your cash. Wow. Yeah, so that's, you know, you, you see that when they say this uh, this new bill is going to be zero cost, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not true, and, and we see that because, you know, the thing that's challenging, I know it's getting a little off topic, but I think it's challenging is we've talked in the past about financing that payment. Okay, so the government's financing a payment, and and there's something like four to five of the Fed chairs that are, are up for, for change, right? Yes. Forgive me, I don't know the exact process, but... Nonetheless, what we're hearing a lot about is it's very difficult to project um, the slowing of the buybacks of the bonds yes. and very difficult to project the rate the interest rate hikes because the people that we've been listening to for the last, what, 12, 24 months yeah. may be different They're in the next gone. six months. So super challenging in regards to making forward plans. So we go back to... You take the people out of the equation, you go back to the basics, right? Typically, government has caused most market corrections. Would right. you say that's fair to say? Yeah. In I, some I, regard. I, yeah. I, I don't think there's such thing as a recession without government. Government's help. That's yeah. good. Okay. There's never been one because humans are pretty smart, you know? Just think about even back when we were cavemen, you know? If we've eaten all the berries off the blackberry bush... We move over to the apple tree, you know, and then if once that runs over, we go somewhere else. But what happens if the government comes in and taxes all the apples? We'll find something else. We find something else, and then they tax that. And now that government intervention has actually hurt the economy when they were trying to do good. So ever since the beginning of the time, they've won't. Almost all recessions have been caused by government intervention, one way or the other. Well, thank you to them. So let's let's take <laughs> another quick break, and uh, we'll wrap up here in just a second. So uh, right here on uh, Black and White Market Chatter on Life Planning 101. And here we go for the final segment of today's episode of black and white market chatter on life planning 101 finishing up our our gratefulness to the government for causing recessions and um kind of diving into really we need to be we're we're solution driven right we we know this we've we've set a stage to understand some of the why we need to stay invested so let's talk about that in more detail so we we went over the permanent versus temporary loss of capital but none of this equates to um Excuse me. None of it deviates from from the true process of getting our risk right. Yes. Got to get that risk right. We're in a challenging area right now. A lot of equities are priced at all-time highs, so things are very, very expensive. And they're also very, very, they're even more expensive with the fear of interest rates going up. So all these growth stocks are going to be, they're not near as enticing if we think interest rates are going to go up. What we need to be doing is taking the right kinds of risks. And a lot of the things we've already talked about, you know, if, if we know input prices are going to be going up, um, we probably need to be buying some of those inputs, such as commodities. You know, we, we need to be buying companies that can actually accelerate in times of high interest rates or high inflation. Somebody's going to be making that money off of, off of high prices. And, and why can't it be you? You know, but it's, it's a different mindset. 
We've absolutely been spoiled lately. The market only goes up. Volatility only goes down. You know, and that's just not the case right now. There's too many moving parts that, that are acting against us. So when, when you're looking at your portfolio, I think for at least the near future, we need to be more acceptive of higher volatility. And we don't have to deal with all of your portfolio. That's the trick of getting everything right, is what is your risk number? And we can invest to that risk number. But if we give up, you know, that now we're looking at 18% purchasing power with a 1% coupon. That's painful. You know, especially for retirees, you know, that are living on a fixed income. Um, inflation is nothing but a tax on fixed income. That's it. So how do we position your portfolio to act differently? How do we position your portfolio so you can take advantage of what's going on and not be a victim? Right. And there's lots of tools out there, right? That's why, you know, the, the beauty of what we do is we're not restricted, no, right? We not. talked this morning about um, commodity funds that have the momentum overlay yeah. that track whatever commodity is being bullish, right? Right. Um, something interesting I heard even just this morning, there was um, a gal on that was looking at call demand versus put demand, meaning do they want more insurance, is the puts, or are they more bullish versus calls? So if there's more demand for calls and puts, that means there's a sentiment in the market that we're going to have growth. Yes. Right? So there's lots of things to get behind. I know it's scary when we see something we've never seen before or when we see something we've not seen in 18 months. Right. And we remember what happened last time. Right, right. And it's always going to be as bad as it was when it was real bad, and it's never going to be as good as it is, right? So we're we're uh, victims of our own minds, if you will. But Recency bias, even if it was not so recent ago. Right, <laughs> right. And, and so we have to frame this a different way to really think about, you know, risk off is not just bonds anymore. That develops a whole new risk, right? So we were talking this morning. It was kind of funny. We're trying to say, how can we illustrate this? And it's like, okay, I used to be able to drive 35 or 40 and pass the dude on the bicycle. Dude on the bicycle is inflation. Now I'm driving 35 or 40, and that guy's smoking me. Downhill, he got his head down. I don't know what kind of grease he's got in his bearings, but he's rolling by. <laughs> and I need to catch up, at least stick with him. Right, because I don't want to take that permanent loss of capital and say, I'm only going to buy a half a gallon of milk next time, and then I'm only going to buy you know a little quart jar, and all of a sudden I'm lucky to get three drops. Right, we got it. We got to stay up with inflation at least. Doesn't mean we have to be overly aggressive, but there's a lot of good things happening, and companies their own self are taking advantage of that cheap capital. Hertz this morning buying a hundred million Teslas. It's like a, th a several billion dollar contract. Nonetheless, they're taking advantage of cheap money. They're investing in their future, right? Yeah, this goes back to what we were right. saying earlier. Someone's making money out there, right. you know, and, and we need to find them. You know, if you give up and get on the sidelines, that bicycle's way past you, and yeah. you're not even going to be able to catch up. That's right. I love the bicycle because I, I used to ride quite a bit, you know, and there's a gigantic hill uh, pretty close to our house. 
and we could easily get up to 45, 50 miles an hour without trying. And uh, if you've been on a road bike, those things get kind of shaky at those speeds. Yeah. So uh, for, for four wheels at that speed, thank you. Yes, yes. So I, I love that example. But it's good. And, and so what we wanted to paint today was there's options, folks. There's options out there that we can keep you comfortable with your risk because that's the most important thing. You have to sleep at night. Got to sleep at that's night. That's number one. Then we preach this risk score so much, but it is absolutely so important. We've got a lot of things that we can do to get through this period of time. And then when we're looking back 10, 15 years from now, we're going to say, hey, this was no different than any other time. Right. You know, we, we were able to manage it just fine. But we may have to look at things a little bit differently. I'll tell you what, Aaron, I hate to wrap it up, but we're going to have a part two to this and, and get some um, exclusivity on our website. So look for that later towards the end of this week. We're going to put out the part two with more solution-oriented uh, podcast. But thank you, folks, for being with us today on Black and White Market Chatter right here on Life Planning 101. Matt Urban and Aaron Kennedy. Everybody have a great week. Can't wait to see everybody. It's been too long. Just God bless everyone and be safe. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member Finner SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC, Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.